At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Okay, I want to talk to you about a company that does it in America that has really started their company, could make a lot more money if they were just buying things overseas and just putting a label on it. And didn't care about America, didn't care about the process. The company is Grip6, and they make a few things. Um, one of them is socks. They make really great socks. But when you buy their socks, it's not just buying some sock with a label on it. The label doesn't matter. What it represents, the American ranchers who raise the specially bred sheep that produce this modern wool that manufacturers can take, wash, weave into stuff that makes, it, uh, makes your feet warm in the winter, cool in the summer. This is all of the manufacturing from the farm all the way to the packaging, all Americans, all Americans. They've accepted the risk that comes along with using only American-made products and American labor. So put your trust and hard-earned money in a company that does it right here in America. It's grip6.com slash Beck. Grip6.com slash Beck. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program hello america welcome to the program there is a very disturbing i think first shot across the bow of homeowners saying you if you own a home you're going to become mighty unpopular soon there is this movement to make sure you own nothing and you're happy about it. Wait until you hear the latest on home ownership and how it's holding back the U.S. economy in 60 seconds. Seems like these days we, we do more online than we do offline and unfortunately that frequency creates an illusion of security, but that's all it is, an illusion. Cyber criminals are constantly finding new ways to get a hold of your information. They've exploited every advantage available to them. There is a story in prep today about how millions, tens if not a hundred plus million people, if you've ever paid your taxes, your records are gone, which will mean you won't be able to defend yourself if Biden sends some of those guys over, but also Uh, All of your information is in the hands of bad guys. They just don't know where they placed it. Boxes were empty that should have had all that information in it. 
It is really important that you understand cybercrime and identity theft is real and it's coming for all of us. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. I think they're the best in the business. And if you join now, you'll save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, 25% off at lifelock.com. So let me give you this story from Axios uh, quickly. America's decades-long love affair with home ownership is holding back the economy and hobbling the Federal Reserve and exacerbating a national housing crisis. We're stuck here now. There's just too much wealth stored in too many houses for anything to meaningful change. The big picture is life is unpredictable journey. People change where they want and need to live all the time. And a country with 66% home ownership rate is not conducive to that. They're talking about how home ownership is trapping people and the youth is trying to find a place to live, but all the houses are trapped, you know, by rich people or people who've owned their homes for a long time or people who have an interest rate at, you know, 2%. And so they can't, they don't want to leave it because they'll never get a loan that is that close to that. And so where are you going to go? So it's trapping all of us. And this has been bad. This has been very bad. 20 years ago, it says, a third uh, in the third quarter of 2003, there were 83 million owners that occupied homes in America. They were changing hands at the rate of 6.5 million homes. Today, the number of homeowners is 96 million, but the rate of existing home sales is slumped to 4 million homes per year. Excuse me. We've been told our whole life. In fact, the lie that the American dream is home ownership, and that's all it is. That's been pushed. Since FDR, home ownership, home ownership. In fact, we got into the 08 crisis because the government was pushing home ownership. Everybody became un- overextended. Now they're pushing for you to get rid of your home. Carol Roth is uh, joining us now. She is the uh, author of You Will Own Nothing, former investment banker and good friend of the program. Carol, welcome. Good to see you, Glenn. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, when you see the media who wants to take the biggest asset on households' balance sheet that that creates wealth uh, for middle America around the nation, and now they're telling you it's a bad thing. Isn't that really surprising? It is. You know, John Huntsman Sr. told me one point. He said, Glenn, don't be the guy that owns the oil well. Don't be the guy that owns the water well. Be the guy who searches for the water who purifies the water because whoever owns the scarce product, whoever owns it will be the bad guy and they'll come for you. And I think he was absolutely right. I just didn't think it would happen with homes, but I think this is the first shot of the government trying to get people out of their homes and, you know, Hey, we'll give you even a bigger tax break. If you sell your house, what, and you're going to give me money over land. No, thank you. 
<laughs> I would offer that it's the second shot. You know, this is something that I wrote extensively about in You Will Own Nothing. Um, obviously, the policies that followed the Great Recession financial crisis gave a ton of cheap available capital to Wall Street. It uh, bailed out the banks. And yep. we know that uh, Americans lost about six million homes to foreclosures and short sales. And, and wait, following that. Yeah, go go, I was going to say, and, and maybe this is the point you were going to make. And they <laughs> took that money from us and then they went out because they had so much money had to do something with it they bought up homes Yes. Yeah, so we obviously share a brain. That's exactly what I was going to say. So before 2010, as we've talked about, there was no meaningful Wall Street corporate institutional money in single the single family home market. Now CoreLogic says at the end of 2022, more than one in every five homes in America is being bought by a corporate entity. So that is sort of the first shift. But now you have the, this gentleman from Axios, uh, who is one of the economic media darlings, if you will, coming out and not only saying, oh, it's a really it's a problem that you own your home. It's really a problem that you have this this asset that's creating legacy wealth for you and your family. But the the mental gymnastics that it took for him to get there. Oh, this is holding back the economy and this is crippling the Fed as if it wasn't the Fed policy and the government policy that, that got us here in the first right, place. That are cr- crippling it, us. The fact that that you're trying to say, oh, but poor Fed, let's all cry for the Fed. This is the Fed's issue. The reason people are stuck in their homes, which you alluded to, and we don't have the turnover, isn't because people are trying to hoard wealth. It's because they literally cannot find another home. There's not enough supply. And part of that reason, like we said, is all of the cheap capital that went in and drove up the prices of homes. So the price of the house is insane. And then at the same time, we've had a Fed that has changed the the uh, their their federal funds rates, which affects the mortgage rate. So people are locked in at three and a half percent. And now it's going to be seven and a half percent to get the mortgage. You can have one or the other. You can have an increasing home price, mm-hmm. but cheap mortgages, or you can have, you know, a, a high mortgage rate, but a cheap house. But you cannot have both of those at the same time. When you have both of those, you are not going to get people to move in the house house and the idea that they're blaming you for creating wealth instead of blaming the arsonist who burnt down the economy, the government and the Fed is absolutely despicable. But again, it falls under you will own nothing and you will be happy. We will own things. We will be great as the the elite. But you, you shouldn't own things because that's holding back the economy. This is as bad as stealing our history from us. And repositioning our entire history that our founders were bad and everything else. They are taking something that that was not known as the American dream. The American dream was to come here, be able to own something, you know, your own land or whatever. But it wasn't the, you know, white picket fence and the whole that wasn't it. It was that you could own your idea, your business, your own land. And you did, you were the steward of that and nobody could touch it for them to take this idea and completely twist it around to where we're going back to the Kings and the Kings minions own the land and we can rent it from them is astounding, astounding. 
Well, let me tie this into your dark future thesis, which I also talk about. So think about the implications from a social credit perspective as well. Oh, yeah. You know, when you own your home, there is a level of sovereignty there, right? You can do what you want to do in your home. If you now rent from one of the Wall Street cronies and, you know, have the ability to have more homes turn over because it's better for the economy, Glenn, uh, then now Wall Street becomes a de facto arm of the government. They don't want you to have firearms. They don't want you to have gas stoves. Oh, you yeah. did whatever. Now, all of a sudden, well, I'm sorry, you violated your renter's agreement. You can no longer live here. We can't have that going on. So the importance of having the home, not only the largest wealth creator for families on a legacy basis, but also that individual sovereignty, that ability to say, this is my domain. I can do with it what I please. I can do you know, underneath it what I please. And I don't have to follow your instructions instead of being, as you said, that, that surf to the ruling class. This is incredibly, incredibly nefarious. And we have to make sure people own things. We have to make sure they preserve that key piece of freedom. It's why property rights are that essential essential, um, you know, leg of the stool in terms of our individual rights and our freedoms. It was religion uh, and speech and property. Those yeah. that was the basic idea of America. You owned your speech and your thought. You owned uh, your your life and liberty and, and what you wanted to do. And you could own property. Because in every other country, you couldn't own property. You had to be granted the land from the state, from the king. Well, that's what they're doing right now. The king is just coming in and wanting to take all of this land back, not necessarily for the king, but for <laughs> all of his cronies, all of the lords and the ladies who are running the companies. Right. And they're trying to get you to buy into that you'll be happy piece or at least guilt you into it. Yes. This is, you know, you're holding back the economy. This is bad for everybody. You know, we can't grow and prosper, you know, if you don't give up your house. But they need you to buy into being happy. They need you to go along with this psyop because it's much easier for them to affect change and to hoard the wealth for themselves if you go along with it than if, if you are pushing back. Then they have to do it by force. And and obviously, that's not a good thing. Um, and so when you look at the young people of this country, Glenn, that's what's happening to them. They're being groomed and trained to rent things, to to you know basically have their life as a subscription or a service. We're seeing it in technology. We're seeing it in other areas. And because the home ownership is so unattainable for so many of these young people, because not only do they have those high home prices we're talking about and high mortgage costs, but their personal balance sheets are also decimated by the ridiculous college debt loans that they have that they you know ha have a very difficult time paying back because they're not getting an ROI on that. So it's basically crushing that American dream for them. And if you don't think something is attainable for you, you put up that defense shield and you go, well, you know, maybe I can't get it. Maybe I didn't want it in the first place. This will be a very bad outcome if we don't have more young people who want to own things because we will return to that feudal society and not have it a society of freedom. Okay, um, hang on, Carol. More to talk about on the economy coming up in just a second. Also, Donald Trump joins me on today's broadcast in just a few, so stand by for that. First, Patriot Mobile. We should always hope for the best, but I am telling you, 
uh, you should prepare for the worst. Uh, there is a there is a real problem that is coming, and I would keep quiet about it. Um, I remember when I first started doing this for my Patriot Supply, and I would I would read it and it would say and discreet packaging, and I'm like, it's not like porno magazine. I mean, what do you? It's because of what's happened in the past. If people are known to be people who have food storage and are prepared, they're suddenly hoarders in the end. They have it, and they're keeping it from everyone else. No, you were just prepared. So prepare your family now. Please prepare your family. Head to the website, preparewithglenn.com. You'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before trouble really hits and keep it to yourself. It ships fast, free, and discreetly. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Carol, I want to talk to you about Kevin O'Leary. He said that rising interest rates and mortgage costs pose a major threat to households and small businesses. America is headed towards a rebalance after huge investment in the country's largest companies, while small and mid-sized firms have been neglected. Inflation is currently at 3.2%, and Fed Chair Jay Powell warned last week that the central bank has not ruled out further interest rate hikes to bring it down further. I'm sorry, the rate currently is 5.5%. Um what I anticipate is going to happen here, while we still have full employment, which is remarkable, you don't put any capital in the small business sector, which is 60% of the jobs, you're going to start to see some real chaos in September, October, November. Do you understand that or agree with that? Well, I mean, I think this has been going on for a long time. Obviously, you know, it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about in the previous sec- uh, uh, segment. As these interest rates rise, you know, you have the opposite effect of what happened for the last 15 years. The last 15 years gave cheap, easy, available capital to Wall Street. They were able to take advantage of it in a way that small businesses couldn't. And so they have locked in for the large part, you know, a lot of debt at low rates, just like the home owners locked in Mm -hmm. low mortgage rates. When you're a small business owner, you don't have that same capacity. You're often working off of a personal balance sheet um, or you're just kind of cobbling things together. So you had you didn't have that advantage on the side when they were suppressing the interest rates. Now, when it is rising, you're also in a worse position. And you, you have to remember, we've now had three years uh, just about where small businesses first were closed in large part, uh, about a third of the economy while their uh, big companies stayed open. And they were hard hit by the supply chain crisis, by the labor crisis. So you know, just kind of anyone who, who survived is sort of just hanging on by a thread already. And then you have now this you know, sort of extra barrier of not being able to have the capital. So I do think that when you see the cracks, you're going to see it in two places. We've seen it in one, which were the tech firms that are way overhired, uh, but they're, they're normalizing to their pre-pandemic level. And then you're going to see it with the small businesses um, who don't have the, the capacity or they're at, they're at their wits end financially and, 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 and otherwise. And so, you know, it, it 
ends up being this consolidation where the small businesses can't survive and that business goes to the, the big businesses and you get this consolidation and the centralization of the economy. And I think that that, that is the, the overarching theme that we continue to fight against is centralization versus the decentralization that stands for freedom. I wish I, I wish there was somebody in everybody's home that like a cuckoo clock at the top of every hour would just say, <laughs> It's the Fed and government. It's the Fed and government because what they're doing with raising of interest rates and people don't understand this. They, they, they just hear this and think, oh, it's a, a mechanism to bring down my inflation. They don't understand what they're trying to do is stop as close as you can. It's like chemotherapy. Get as close as you can to stopping the heart of the economy without actually stopping. They need you to be unemployed. They need you to stop spending money. And the reason why they need that is because they're spending so much money. We've spent a lot as people. They've spent much, 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 much more. And because they continue to spend all of that, they need you to stop and so they're trying to stop the heart of the economy without killing the patient. It's extraordinary how evil yeah. I think this really is. Yeah, and they never take any responsibility. Any responsibility. They they don't say, oh, it was you know the the government spending and this ridiculous you know COVID quote unquote emergency that we had to monetize and that you know they spent too much and and we had to print too much money and so we caused this and so now we're fixing our mistake. Yeah. No, it, it, it's your problem. It's your and problem. You need to do these things. Yeah, you need to sell your. The- you need to sell your home uh, because <laughs> the Fed needs it. Listen, I've only had two minutes left. Let me ask you about BRICS. I'm becoming increasingly concerned that all of these countries all around the world are starting to join in and and cobble together a currency. When that happens, we be, we could become Venezuela overnight. How real is this getting? All right. So I probably cannot answer this in in a minute and a half. And we're going to have to talk about this. I think the big takeaway is that with these nations coming together and forging stronger alliances, what they're doing is that they're killing the petrodollar and by, uh, you know, extension, the U.S. dollar. They don't even need a new currency. They didn't unveil a new one. But if they just do more trade in local currency, that takes away a big source of the financing that the government has been using to expand very cheaply. And we should definitely do a deep dive into it because there's there's so much meat there. Okay, we'll have you back on, uh, Carol. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Carol Roth, the name of her book is You Will Own Nothing. And if today's Axios story, how homeownership is holding back the U.S. economy, isn't proof of what she writes about, what I write about uh, in Dark Future, uh, I mean, I can't get any clearer than that particular story. It is uh, amazing what is happening to us. Okay, when we come back, Donald Trump is uh, joining us today. I want to talk a little bit about uh, his game plan, what the courts are doing, what the Republicans are doing, and how the weaponization of government just gets worse and worse and more transparent coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. 
So you want to know uh, tragic statistics. A recent study of hundreds of post-abortive women found that 60% of them would have preferred to give birth. 60% if they just had some support from others. It is so incredibly sad. This is this is the main thing I've learned from preborn is going into the clinics. These moms, they're not monsters by any stretch of the imagination. They are really struggling, and most of them have no one in their life verifying that's a child, and you should keep it. They they all they hear is you can't have a kid, you can't have a kid. How are you going to take care of that kid? That's not going to happen, and they feel completely alone. I would like you to consider a um, a gift to preborn. Twenty eight dollars gives a free ultrasound that increases doubles the chances that mom's going to save the baby. But then all of the other things that they do for up to two years with mom. Would you make a tax deductible donation today? Five thousand would sponsor preborn's entire network for twenty four hours. Preborn.com slash Beck pound two fifty keyword baby. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Let's just talk about the weaponization of the government here for just a second. You know, the uh, DOJ has launched a lawsuit against Elon Musk. Now, I know you're thinking, that's weaponization of government. What do you, I mean, come on, come on. They're doing the right thing here because he's not allowing anyone who isn't a born American to work at at uh, SpaceX. He's not hiring anyone with a green card. He's not hiring any, you know, asylum seekers or anything else. And that just can't be done. That's illegal. Well, I believe the Justice Department can't hire those people either. Yeah, but that's government. That's, a, you know, that's different. They've got secrets and everything like that. Yeah. Do you know that Elon Musk's mom came down with a Canadian friend. She's a lawful U.S. permanent resident with a green card. Went to SpaceX. She couldn't go in with Elon Musk's mom. Because she's not a permanent U.S. citizen. So they just put photos of her friend outside of SpaceX. You know, with the mom. Mom went in, but she couldn't go in. So now the Civil Rights Division uh, is suing SpaceX and Elon Musk for not hiring refugees to work at, let me just say it instead of SpaceX, at rocket sites. Did you guys, did anybody see uh, uh, the Manhattan Project? Uh, what was that? Uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, Oppenheimer. You see that? Yeah. 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 What didn't they let people do? go without a security clearance because that was a bomb now what did they do after the war they didn't let anybody go in because those are top secret our rocket technology is top secret so if you're not a u.s citizen not with one with a green card and and certainly not a refugee you can't go into rocket sites really 
Elon Musk has just come out and said SpaceX was told repeatedly that hiring anyone who is not a permanent resident of the United States would violate international arms trafficking laws, which would be a criminal offense. We can't even hire Canadian citizens, despite Canada being part of NORAD. So interesting. Again, the weaponization of it's like they're not even trying now. They're not even trying. And they just are so arrogant. They think they're going to get away with all of it. And it makes me wonder, what do they know that I don't know? The National Archives. They've been asked, can you find any, you know, any of the vice president's uh, emails to his son or any time he was emailed with uh, an alias? And they just did a quick search and uh, they found approximately uh, 5,138 email messages, 25 electronic files and 200 pages of potentially responsive records for a Freedom of Information Act. Um, and uh, what they were what they were looking for is Robinware four five six at Gmail, JRBware at Gmail, and uh, Robert L P Peters at PCI.gov. And uh, those are we we know he uses those because he was communicating to his son on uh, on those. And so they're just getting them and go, oh look, we have we have the receipt for it over on Hunter's uh, email and. Oh, look, we have the send from your email. Proving again. Proving again. I can't, I, I just, I, I have a, such a hard time with, with the American people, honestly. The American people, I just don't, I don't, I really don't get it. I don't get how they can see. Did you, did you see Shokin come out? And uh, testify, uh, you know, on video, at least, that, yeah, I mean, I don't have proof, but I do know this. We were investigating Burisma. Everything that everybody is saying about that is true. We were investigating Burisma. And we now know, because uh, Hunter Biden said that he was he was told, Biden was told, about five days before he goes, we also know the State Department was fine with me and then biden comes he holds back a billion dollars and says i'm not going to give it to you unless you fire shokin he's like i don't know i that sounds like corruption to me shokin ah don't worry about it it's not like there were six thousand emails with with his different names you know six or seven thousand might be worrisome but five thousand on 138 i mean who even cares i i just i you know i am i'm i am so sick and tired of them saying one thing about us and then doing the exact same thing they're saying you know do smoking guns not matter at all to anyone there's a smoking gun it's right there on the table in front of you. The smoke is still coming out of the barrel and his hand is half an inch away. You just heard the gun drop. You look over and he's standing there with his hand over the gun, the smoking barrel. And you're like, what happened? I don't know what happened. 
That couldn't have been him. That wouldn't, I mean, please. Well, there's not, no evidence, Glenn. There's no evidence tying Joe Biden to this oh at this gosh. time. You know, no, sure, no, there sure. was the the appearance of influence peddling, but there's nothing, no evidence, no direct payments. No, no, there's not. There's not one picture of Joe Biden with a dump truck full of currency in his driveway. <laughs> and well, until well, you have that. Yet. yet. Well, no, yeah, yeah. And if we I do mean, if we get do have that, it, there's a reason Well, then for there's, it. The, we have, there's no evidence of him spending that money. Right. And then right. If, if we do have that, then there's no evidence of him spending it on prostitutes. He says, you know, this yet. is, I, I lived through the Nixon years. So mm-hmm. I remember the Nixon. I was little, but I remember it. And I remember what they had. What they had on him was him on tape that nobody could ever prove. Not, you didn't, you didn't hear it. It was missing. Okay, Mm -hmm. but him talking about, you know, we should we should go in and look uh, at the records of the Democratic Party, break into this local office and find out what their plan is to beat us in the next election. That's the crime. Okay, that's the crime that and the cover up. This is a president who is taking money from our enemies and he was money laundering it. How many children? Nine Bidens. Nine Bidens received money in offshore accounts. Nine. Uh, what could possibly be the explanation? No, there, there is no. I mean, well, I, I'm so you, sick of hearing that. Well, we got it. No, no, no. Money laundering, we pretty much have down. Okay, the banks, 70 notices from I think 12 or 19 different banks saying this is money laundering. You should just you should just be warned, Treasury. This looks like money laundering. 70 notice notices. Nine family members. What were the just tell me that. What were the nine family members doing for companies like Burisma? What were they doing? Especially the children. Yeah. What were they doing? Okay. They impeached Trump for questioning an election. And then arrested his attorneys. They blamed him for January 6th, even though, as I said and showed you the actual playbook for months, months before the election, showed you their playbook saying that's exactly what they were going to do. They were planning that. Nobody cared about it then. Nobody cared that they were actually wargaming it and had big names on the Democratic side, wargaming it and funding it. Nobody cared. But then he questions this. And he's not Stacey Abrams. He's not a hero. No, no, no. He's a criminal. When people go nuts and I think infiltrated by the FBI or the left. He's responsible for it. The head of the what 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 is it the Black Voters uh, Council or Commission arrested for questioning the election. All the while, Biden is claiming uh, claiming racism. Then yesterday, they scheduled the January sixth trial the day before Super Tuesday. Also, at the same time, proceeding with the case that Trump tried to interfere with an election, and they won't. They won't nail anybody 
for interfering with the election by claiming in an orchestrated way with the Biden campaign to say that the laptop, that's Russian disinformation. That's not a crime. The high crime and misdemeanors gun smoking there on the table seems invisible to the same people that tell us democracy dies in the darkness. Or those that, you know, that network that can say this is an apple, but can't tell you what a woman is. Uh Uh-huh. When Congress gets back in session. If we are not prepared to hold the Republicans feet to the fire. They need to defund these efforts. This is a stain on our republic. You don't do the Soviet witch trial. Show me the man and I'll find the crime. That's what's happening. And this is absolute interference with an election. Donald Trump joins me coming up. Tuttle Twins book has an amazing back to uh, school deal going on right now. 70% off their kids books and also their new history books. If you're looking for additional ways to help keep your kids from getting sucked into the new woke normal at school and online, you can steer them in a better direction with the Tuttle Twins books. Unfortunately, back to school doesn't mean new teachers. Uh, It uh, means new indoctrination. Things like multiple genders, socialism, Marxism, God is dead, capitalism is evil. You're racist if you're white. Climate change is to blame for everything. You know, all that fun stuff. If you can't get your kids out of school, and I, I, I'll tell you right now, there is no place, no place that your kid is totally safe, except in your home. There's no place. You're sending them to public school, you're out of your mind. I understand if you don't have any other choice. But I'd re-examine that because our kids are under attack. You can only do one thing. Give them the Tuttle Twins books. It teaches the kids about our American history and the principles that makes this country great. It's the only way to deprogram them is to put good programming in. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 70% off their kids' books and their excellent new history books now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. The, uh, the, the, the madness of the left, you know, it'd be one thing if they were, you know, going after somebody and uh, they were like, hey, he's just really exceptionally bad. He's just really exceptionally bad. And Mitt Romney was a great guy. You know, we could have had Mitt Romney. We, we fought honestly on that one because, you know, you know we, he's a moderate, a squishy. I mean, he's in the middle. And, uh, you know, we even said that. Why go, why go, for, uh, go for him when you get the real thing with Barack Obama? That's our argument. No, that's not their argument. Their argument was he's Hitler. Yeah, he's Hitler and he puts his dog on his roof. Right. And he, he's forcing people into haircuts. Right. 
when they went after him with every every single every thing they could single find. Every single thing they could find. And that's the thing. Like you, you could make the argument they're not covering the Biden thing because they see Trump as this uniquely Hitler character. But in reality, like if DeSantis wins this primary, they're going to say he's uniquely Hitler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, no, he is. He'll be worse than Hitler. It worse than Hitler. He'll be worse than Donald Trump. Worse than Trump. Like you'd think. Wait a minute. These people who are always talking about diversity. Here's a, a possibility of a uh, millennial. A uh, guy who who uh, is skinny and has a different name. Yeah, <laughs> they should love this guy, right? <laughs> right. They, they don't love him. No, they don't love him at no, all. No, they. I saw a headline over the weekend. He is more dangerous than Donald Trump. So I mean, it just continues to escalate. It just, it, and then that's why it's just blah 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 nonsense. However, because the average uh, liberal doesn't listen to anything you know we're kind of forced to listen to them they're everywhere but because they don't listen to the other side they only get it from the propaganda houses they don't know this stuff do you worry about the average person right now who's not engaged in this oh my gosh like because you know i talk to people all the time who are on the conservative side of things and people in media obviously but also a lot of conservatives i live in texas and they are all on board basically saying, look, Donald Trump is being persecuted by the government. The DOJ has been weaponized. Yep. You look at these polls and it's consistent throughout a lot of them. Independents do not see this this way. In fact, they're not even separating out the differences between the cases. They're not saying like we would like we look at the stuff every day and we say, OK, the New York one is completely BS. Right. Mm-hmm. But you look at the documents one and you might say, well, they got something there legally, even though I don't think it's a big deal or whatever distinction you happen to make. You they pull those issues all separately. They come out almost exactly the same. They've made no distinction between these cases because they know none of the facts of these cases. No. They don't know any of that. All they're doing is looking at this and saying, wait a minute. It, this guy's been indicted four times. Yeah. And so it's like two to one, three to one that Trump is guilty of these things. They know that. The left knows right. this. That's why they're charging him with anything. Anything. Yeah. Uh, and you're not seeing any of these cases just shut down real quick. Right. Okay. And, well, how do you deal with that? I mean, and this is, you know, something obviously um, I'm sure former President Trump is talking talking about internally all the time. But like, if you're going to win this election, those people need to be convinced that he was innocent on these things right like that's how that's going to have to end he, people are going to have to be convinced because right now they think he's guilty before they've seen any you, of the evidence see, this is the chaos that they love how do you spend time on convincing people that he's innocent when you're also at the same time trying to convince people that the other guy is legitimately dirty right it just becomes noise yep and that's exactly why they're doing it the glenn Beck program